Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about four trends injured runners should track. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Every runner in training tracks progress to monitor for improvement. Heart rate, wattage, mileage, pace, and perceived exertion are all commonly tracked by athletes in training. So many athletes preparing for an event so diligently track and record metrics, which reassure us and provide visual confirmation that we are on track toward our goals. Yet many of the same athletes simply stop recording any data at all when they get injured and abandon their training plans. You have to think of healing just like training. You need to see progress. You need to track improvement. Now, there are a few metrics which you should record on a daily basis when you're injured and trying to get back to running as quickly as possible. Unfortunately, many injured runners simply develop the perception that they're not doing anything. You suddenly shift from being active to feeling passive. You feel like you're just sitting still, rotting away on the couch while you're wearing a fracture walking boot. It seems so passive, just like you're waiting for something to transpire. It certainly doesn't feel like active recovery and most definitely doesn't feel like training. But that doesn't mean you can't take a more active approach by monitoring trends that directly affect your rate of recovery and modifying relevant activities based on those trends. So let's talk about the four most important metrics to monitor when you're injured and trying to get back to running. When you're an injured runner, time is of the essence. Every day you sit around without any exercise or activity, you are getting weaker. You're losing muscle mass and your aerobic fitness is decreasing. Make no mistake, you are always either healing or getting worse. No runner should have to wait for weeks, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, or 12 weeks, or any other arbitrary timeline just to make adjustments and increase your activity level. But you have to have some indication of when the tissue is healing so you can add a little bit more activity to your daily routine. A pain is the very first indicator of tissue damage. And it goes without saying that if the tissue damage is being repaired, the amount of pain you experience should go down accordingly. So one of the most important initial steps for any injured runner is to print out a copy of the runner's pain journal and start recording and tracking your pain level. You can create your own pain journal or you can simply use the one I made for you. Download the PDF version we have for you available for free. It's at the bottom of the show notes page for this episode at DocOnTheRun.com under the podcast section. The fastest way to tell whether or not your injury is improving is to see a decrease in the level of pain you experience on a daily basis. Based on 20 years of medical training and direct experience working with injured athletes, I can tell you that many runners, even elite athletes, are absolutely horrible historians and seem to suffer from some kind of self-defensive amnesia when it comes to remembering pain levels associated with an overtraining injury. You have to write it down. You need to track it. Make note of how much pain you experience when you first wake up in the morning how much pain do you have when you first get up out of bed and start walking across the floor? How much pain do you have at the end of the day when your foot is a little bit more swollen from all of the activity throughout the day? How much pain do you have when you push on the injured area? You need to track and record all these amounts of pains at different times throughout the day. Only 
when that pain level starts decreasing, can you clearly see on your pain journal that the pain is decreasing? Only then do you get an indication that it's time to advance your activity to the next level. Sleep is the second thing to talk about. Sleep is the most abundant and most underutilized resource available to any healing runner. It absolutely amazes me that most injured runners I talk to don't even know how many hours a night they slept during the past few nights. What about you? Do you know how many hours you slept the night before last? I mean, when I ask you that question, in all honesty, do you try to think about what day it is and then try to think about what your schedule normally is? Or do you actually know that you wrote it down, you could check, and you could tell me 100% certainty how many hours you slept the day before last? I think most runners have no idea about how much they're really sleeping. The quality of your sleep is crucial to a speedy recovery. Your tissues heal fastest while you are sleeping. If you're waking up multiple times during the night, that could also be an indication that you're actually rolling over onto your injured foot, stretching, stressing, and straining the injured tissue, inciting pain that actually wakes you up from your sleep. If that's happening, you need to protect or immobilize the foot so you're not stressing the injured tissue while you're trying to sleep and let it heal. Make note of how many hours you sleep each day. Make note of how many times you wake up during the night. Make note of whether or not you feel fully rested in the morning when you wake up. And if you really want to cover as quickly as possible, you should pay very close attention to your sleep patterns. Track your sleep and look for ways to make improvements. And the third thing to talk about is nutrition. No building happens without building materials. You cannot heal broken tissue on air alone. No healing happens without healthy nutritional input. It takes protein, antioxidants, micronutrients, and minerals to facilitate the reassembly of any stress fracture, muscle strain, or injured tendon or ligament. Much like sleep, many injured athletes don't pay sufficient attention to their nutrition. Many times I hear injured athletes express this concern that if they eat in the same way they do when they're training, that they're going to gain unnecessary body weight. Well, basically, the injured runner is afraid of getting fat just because they're sitting still. Well, it's fairly common knowledge that when you are in heavy training, if you eat four to six times a day, your body is getting fed more frequently and can rebuild tissue more consistently and more efficiently than if you're only eating two or three meals a day. When you have a running injury, you have tissue damage that needs to be rebuilt. It takes more frequent feedings to make that happen. So track your nutrition, record what you eat, look at the trends, and figure out how you can make sure your body is getting all of its nutritional requirements at regular intervals throughout the day. And then the last thing to talk about is activity. Every single day, again, your healing tissues are getting stronger. If that's true... Every single day, as your healing tissues get stronger, they are actually capable of absorbing a little bit more activity than they were capable of withstanding the day before. If you're getting better, your activity level should be going up, and slow and steady wins the race. Even if you're injured, you should not have days or weeks in a row where you have zero activity. If you have a running injury, more than likely, you only have one specific tissue that has been injured. Maybe it's your Achilles tendon. Maybe you have a fourth metatarsal stress fracture, but that's only one bone or one tendon. Everything else needs to be kept strong and it needs to be getting stronger. When you start running again, if your injured structure is not 100%, 
then all of the neighboring and supporting structures in your body have to protect and support that one injured part. You need to focus on strengthening every single tissue in your body that is not injured. Talk to your coach, talk to your doctor, talk to your physical therapist, develop a schedule and a specific plan for increasing your activity level so you can strengthen all of the other muscles, tendons, bones, and ligaments that will serve to support and protect your healing injury as you return to running. Eat like an athlete in training, sleep with the intention of healing, watch your pain level go down, and make sure your activity level is going up accordingly. If you do only those four things when you're injured, you will definitely be ahead of the curve and will return to running much faster than the average injured runner trying to follow the standard timelines of conventional medical schedules. Remember, the standard of care is for standard patients. You are not a standard patient. You are a runner. Do what it takes and put in the work so you can get back to running as quickly as possible. Whether you just went out for a long run today and started having pain, or you're just getting back to running and you're concerned that you're going to re-injure yourself, you may not really know the best way to keep track of the pain and weird sensations you have when you start ramping up your activity. I can tell you that one of the biggest mistakes I see runners make over and over and over is that they aren't tracking the pain when training and returning to running after an injury. We've created several courses that help runners diagnose and treat their own conditions. We created those courses specifically on how to run with plantar fasciitis, how to get back to running sooner if you have a plantar plate injury, how to treat your own Achilles tendon issues when you're a runner, and how to deal with metatarsal stress fractures. The reason I'm telling you this is not to get you to buy those courses. I'm telling you this just to reinforce how critical it is that you keep track of your pain when training. Think about it. You already track your pace, your heart rate, your distance, maybe even perceived exertion, and all those other statistics that help you stay on track help you in your training. If you've had a history of injury, whether it's now or in the past, you need to track your pain and discomfort so you can make the appropriate changes in your training plan. Tracking your pain is crucial. Now, I actually made the very first lesson and the very first action step in every one of those courses we created to help runners figure out how to diagnose and treat their own injuries. Well, that step is tracking your pain. And each one of those courses in the very first lesson, I tell runners who signed up for the course to download and print the PDF runner's pain journal. I tell them to print it out take the runner's pain journal, get it and download it and print it before they do anything else or continue with any of the other lessons. It's that important. You can get the runner's pain journal too. We posted it at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. You can download it for free. So go get it now, print it out and use it to help you get back to running sooner. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.